At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Monday, April 11th edition of the show. I'm Gary. No, Chris. And Chris, let me go ahead and tell you, this is episode number 951, so we are almost to 1,000 episodes. And, uh, there you go. And check this out. We are the number four football podcast and the number 42 overall sports podcast in Uzbekistan. <laughs> nice. Hey, we're charting somewhere, right. my friend. <laughs> so who is number three in Uzbekistan? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. We need to know that. We're coming for him. We're Take gunning him for him. It, it's got to be somebody big, right? It, okay. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Hell, I don't know how we got to four. Like, I looked back. Apparently, we've been top ten there for months on end at this point. Listen, I'm huge in Uzbekistan. <laughs> Literally. I bet I'm bigger than everybody there. We are huge in Uzbekistan. No, I love it. I love it. We are 49 episodes away from hitting 1,000, and that is no small feat because uh, we've been staying at this thing. We, I mean, it's not like yeah, we man. do it every day, uh, although we did for – Grinding, consistency. We, we did it every day for a while. I did. During the pandemic, it was the only thing that kept me and you sane, I think. That's, uh, that's the way uh, I look at it. There was one year we were doing, during football season, eight shows a week. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, between the two different platforms. Yeah, that was uh, that was the SBR days. Yeah, that, that, that yeah. was like twenty. It was only twenty twenty, so it wasn't that long ago. But yeah, we were doing eight shows. I mean, eight it was a shows lot. a week. Whew. That's a lot. That that was a lot. That was almost fifteen. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite a bit. It was quite a bit. We were trying to cover a little, little bit too much, a little bit too much. But hey, you know what? This past year, I was still doing five. You know, <laughs> so we're we're still rocking and rolling, doing what we got to do. Doing what we got to do. The fact of the day, I want to start off with. You saw last week that uh, that Will Smith is banned from the Oscars for 10 years, right? Okay. When he gets to go back to the Oscars, 
Notre Dame will still be paying Charlie Weiss. <laughs> He's right, well, hang on now. That that's a funny thing to laugh at, but that's just like uh, it's Bobby Bonilla. Like, that's just yeah, this is Bobby Bonilla in a contract. That's saying, look, you owe me forty something million dollars. Look, give me a million dollars a year for forty years, and I'll never be broke. Like yeah. that's all. This it's not like they're paying out any more money today than Auburn or Arkansas or any of these other people, LSU, that are, that are paying out, you know, two and three coaches at one time. So, No, it's a, you're, you're right. You're 100% right. But it is college football's version of Bobby Bonilla. They just they yeah. spread that payment out for as long as they could possibly spread it out. Charlie Weiss still collecting checks from the Fighting Irish. Uh, Nicole Auerbach is the one that, that tweeted that out, and I found it awesome. I just thought it was great. Like, he'll still be collecting paychecks. Uh, the Masters. Let's talk about the Masters right quick. Scotty Scheffler, I believe, was the name. I never actually turned the audio on. <laughs> that's, that's his name. Scotty okay, good. Uh, making sure I pronounced it right. Ten under. Uh, incredibly likable guy. Everything that I heard from him afterwards and even before uh, appears to be awesome. The youngest to ever win his first tournament and then or excuse me, the, the shortest amount of time uh, to win the Masters after winning his first tournament because he won his first tournament this year. I mean, it was, it, it's not. Uh, he won long. his first tournament like two months ago. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Never won a tournament in his life. And two months later, he's the number one in the world. Yeah, he is rocking and rolling right now. Uh, he was nine under after day two. And only had to shoot a one under for the rest of the tournament, the last two rounds, in order to. Well, I mean, he didn't even have to shoot that. Yeah, no, no. It's the only thing that got close to him, and Cam Smith kind of fell apart there at the end. But uh, Rory McIlroy, let's. I, I did have this note down. Is there anybody that you would want to bet on to win a round than Rory McIlroy when he is already out of something? Like, when there's, when there's no chance of him coming back and actually winning, is there any other golfer that you would actually bet on at that point? Like, he does this all the yeah, time. He, yeah, he does this all the time where he'll have a terrible Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, uh, something like that. He'll make a cut, but but he'll be completely out of it, and then he'll have the best Sunday anybody's had. Uh, he, yeah. he shot a 64. He's a great guy. To, listen, that's a trend that we should follow on betting single-round, you know, guys. For days, yeah. when Rory's out of these majors, we need to bet on him on Sunday. Yeah, to no, have you're the best right. Sunday of his life. It's a, oh, it, well, I mean, it was a record tying score. He shot a 64. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, so so Scotty Scheffler, uh, he is even though he's number one and he has been absolutely rocking for the last however many months, uh, he is still not the favorite for the PGA Championship. That goes to John Rahm, who will be the favorite leading into that one. Um, the The Masters has now had 10 winners in the last 10 years. I, when I was watching the ceremony after everything was done and after Scheffler makes the walk up, etc., you know, it feels like, because it's the first major of the year, it feels like you were watching a star be born every time. Because everybody that has won the Masters ends up being a pretty big golf star is that kind of the way that you see it? Like when when you watch these things? Well, I mean, it's a big deal and it's a really hard course to win. Um 
so I mean to an, to an extent, but but the fact that they haven't won again, like you know, says you know they're they're a star in the grand scheme of things, but they're not you know they're not taking. I think the days of taking golf by storm are are just done. Oh uh, yeah, That's and a- the reason being is because, and when I'm saying I'm talking about winning, rolling off, you know, multiple majors over and over and over and over and over again uh, and it's just because the fields are just too good they're ju- every one of these guys are younger or better than they've ever been before yesterday and it, it's it's just every day that goes on these guys are better and better and better oh yeah uh over the last 10 years we've had scotty shuffler now hideki matsuyama got it last year dustin johnson he was already uh already a famous golfer tiger woods of course uh for his fifth Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia got his first in 2017, Danny Willett in 2016, Jordan Spieth in 2015, Bubba Watson got his second in 2014, and then Adam Scott in 2013. Bubba Watson won it twice in three years, if you remember that, 2012 and then 2014. Um, But yeah, since 2013, we've had a different one every year, and every time one of these, uh, you know, kind of newer guys wins this thing, it's it's like welcome to the party. Right, it's it's just a whole different feeling. Um, you know what's crazy? I didn't miss Phil Mickelson at all during the Masters. Like I kind of thought well, at some but point. You, I would hang think on, I'm... but you can't you can't miss anybody at the Masters. Yeah, I think because I think you're you right. don't care about who's not there. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so many big names. You're watching so many things, and then the Tiger Woods story just kind of overtook everything until uh, middle of the round on Saturday when you realized, oh, okay, he's. He is not going to be in contention, so we can focus on these other guys now. Uh, but yeah, it was this was a lot of fun to watch over the weekend. It was a lot of fun to watch uh, Tiger, you know, busting through. It was, I'll tell you this, Pete, was it Pete Thamel or Ross Dellinger that had, I think it was Ross, that had a really good story at SI. And it was basically talking about everybody when you get older, you are beaten down and tired and you're <laughs> walking with a limp and you're just trying to make it through the day, right? And that's what we saw out of Tiger Woods on Saturday and Sunday, especially on Sunday because, I mean, he was starting to walk with the limp a little bit. Uh, you could kind of tell he was just trying to get through it. And it was really uh, inspiring and encouraging, at least to me. The way that I saw it was he's not going to quit. He's going to go out and he's going to finish this thing up and, and do the best that he can. And, no, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great score. I think he shot a 78 both days on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, But still, he's out there doing this thing after all the stuff that we talked about on Friday. I I thoroughly enjoyed it for a lot of different reasons than I thought I would. Uh, Is that kind of what you took away from this? Well, I I can't speak to that because I don't know what any of those reasons are. (laughs) I I know why I liked it. I enjoyed it because you're, you're seeing somebody do something all right, we've watched him compete at golf our entire life almost, okay? And 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 our definitely our our entire adult life. Um at, at at an insane level. Talked about on Friday how this was a man that was so competitive that he has stormed off of courses like MFing second place finishes. Okay? And when I saw him walk off that final you know, walk, he was laboring. You could tell he was in pain. He had a limp to him. And he had this huge smile that just looked like a man who was just, A, 
really proud of himself, and B, just happy. And I thought that's what we're all striving for. Tiger Woods made a billion dollars between, you know, the that day and, and when he became famous. Tiger Woods was married to one of the most beautiful women in the world. Tiger, woman, Tiger, Tiger Woods nailed any woman he could for a decade. None of it put a smile on his face like that. Nothing. And just playing two of the worst frames in his life at Augusta, and he walked off and still had this smile. And he still had this peace. And he still had this happiness. And I just thought, it's that smile walking off the course that did it. That's all I wanted. I didn't yeah. want to see him grimace. I didn't want to see him in pain. I knew he was hurting. But I also knew he was happy. I know that, what that feels like. Like, I don't know that kind of smile. But, like, I felt joy and had a smile on my face while also, like, being in pretty considerable pain. Like, it's, it's just a different thing. And, it, and I, that's why I love it. No, I, I feel the exact same way. The exact same way. That's uh, and it's it's nothing similar, but you know when we've had a rough day at work or whatever, you get home, you pop a beer, you you just you know you finally get to sit down and enjoy a couple of minutes of peace. That's that's what it felt like Tiger was doing when he walked off the course, right? It, it's like I've made it through all of this and I'm still here and I'm still doing this thing and it's of course it's Augusta, it's beautiful. It's serene, everything, you know how it is. I mean, it's, it's symbolic, all of it is. Uh, but it was great. It was absolutely great to see it because it, it had nothing to do with the scores that he put up. It was just you were watching a guy uh, get through some trials and, and come out on top, even if the score didn't say that he came out on top. I thought it was, I thought it was fascinating and really, really fun to watch on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I do want to bring up... Um, of course, this is a little more somber. Uh, Dwayne Haskins passed away on Saturday morning, and uh, and he died in South Florida. He was hit by a dump truck, which is Jesus one Christ. of the weirdest things. He was walking on a South Florida highway. I haven't seen a whole lot else. He was crossing. He was crossing the highway, trying to like walking. I guess towards oncoming traffic. Or I don't know. Nobody I mean, knows what he was doing out there. Yeah. There were some reports that maybe he had ran out of gas, and and he was, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 awful, weird and tragic. Sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. But more so than that, the Adam Schefter tweet, like this guy is a real piece of work. You know, like I, it, it's not that I care anything about Dwayne Haskins, right? This isn't something that that really affected me. It's just there are certain ways to go about this. And, and Gil Brandt, we can say the same thing about him because, my gosh, the stuff that he was saying afterwards about uh, Haskins being uh, a guy that was living to die, like the way that he lived his life, like you knew it wouldn't last long. Uh, I just feel like there's a time and a place, right? Like at some point, yeah, you could maybe discuss these. If you're Adam Schefter, yeah, maybe you you bring up the fact that he did not exactly excel at being an NFL player. You can bring that up at some point down the road. But when you are announcing, like, breaking the news that he has passed, why on earth would you put any of that negative stuff about him in the release? Like, in the tweet or, or whatever. I just don't understand. And and Shefty's done this a lot. Yeah. And no, I, he's just an asshole. 
I don't okay, understand. Well, okay. I, I keep saying this all the time, and and nobody until it happens to you, or until you hear me point it out in a specific way, we just assume, oh, he's a little guy, he's a nerd, like like whatever, like so he can't be a prick. No, no, he's just a prick. He's self-absolved. He, he cares about Schefter. All right, he, he's making ten million dollars a year, and and he doesn't care at all what he tweets how it affects anybody else, he's going to do what he wants to do, okay? Because he's Adam Schefter, damn it. It's very frustrating. It's, that was the first no, thing that listen, I noticed. I've been early money on this guy being a prick and worthless for a long time, okay? For a long time. And it's little things that telltale time. So, like, you think – it might sound uh, a, a bit overblown that I'm killing the guy for, like, this situation here. But it's, it's the little things that you do. His entire career – Early on, he was made by breaking these big stories, all right? And now today, he probably has enough league sources to where he's getting this stuff firsthand. But back in the day, he didn't. He got local beat writers that fed him information because they were the ones connected in these locker rooms, all right? And not one time in his entire career has he ever tagged one of them in a tweet, giving them credit. Not one time. Has he ever sourced per whatever? Ever. Ever. He doesn't do it because he's all about Adam. He don't give a shit about them. When when you're, when that's your mentality about little things, like getting the piece of information and just throwing the person that gave you that information credit, followers has 10,000 in his local and if you quoted him, then that's going to make that guy's year. Not just make his year, but he's going to go from 10,000 to 200,000 followers. And now you might have made him some money, too. So all you have to do is give him credit for giving you the information. But he doesn't. He does, He refuses to do it. Yeah. It's it's pretty – and, I mean, he, he did tell where he got the information on this, but I'm – but that was because it came directly sure, from the sure, agent. Hang on. But yeah. lately – the last couple of years he's done it, every reporter he's tagged has been an ESPN reporter. Well, in this case, it wasn't a reporter. It was just the agent, you know. Okay. But, it's, it, I'm just, but I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, because I've seen him starting to do it the last couple of years, and all the people he does it with are other ESPN insiders. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You and I have talked about this. Report, like, if Ian Rappaport breaks something, he ain't, he ain't tagging Ian on it. No, you of course not. You bet your sweet ass he's not doing that. No, and he's not going to retweet anything that Ian does or anything like that. He's or any of the other yeah. great sports writers out there that cover the NFL. It's a it's a if pain. they're under the shield of the NFL or or, or of ESPN, then, then he he has now started throwing them a bone. But yep. I, you know, I've been early money on Adam, and the only way to get him out of this is people got to stop giving him information. Like you can get mad that that you know Adam's so careless with this stuff. All you want, listen. The league sources are the ones that give him information. Go to that locker room and tell everybody, cut his skinny ass off. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely could if they wanted to. So, but I, I it doesn't feel like they really want to. Because he's it's, not responsible with it. No, of course not. Like it's I just I don't know how I don't I don't know what they can do at this point to to clean him up a little bit. But I well, know they, that it pissed ESPN off. ain't gonna do anything. Well, it's, I'll I'll tell you this: If enough people complain to ESPN, maybe they will, uh, because this really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, just a ton. I'm telling of you, 
I'm telling you, the people that rode the wrong way were other players in the league. And those players need to go to their front offices. They need to go to all the people in their locker rooms and say, cut that little bitch off. Yeah. Uh, back to Dwayne Haskins. Ohio State is going to honor him uh, at their spring game on Good. Saturday. Um, Good. They should and, do something in the regular season when it comes time to because he was a great player at Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Regardless of his success or not in the NFL, he was a great player in college. Uh, Ryan Day basically said that if it were not for Haskins uh, having that, that record-breaking year in 2018, like he would not be the coach. Like well, I, I don't no think doubt. he's wrong. There's no doubt. Well, he's not, oh, he's not wrong. Because if Ryan Day in that, in that interim year or whatever where he takes uh, gets all those shots when Urban's out, if, 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 if Ryan doesn't have the success that he has, then, then Ryan absolutely is not the job. Gets the job. Now, you have got that right. Uh, he set uh, Big Ten records for passing yards with 4,831 touchdown passes. He had 50 and uh, total offensive yards. He had 4,939. Uh, he was made, the, a, made, a, made a lot of careers there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, 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 you know, listen, you can I, – I, I quibble with the fact that, like, people crush a guy because, you know, he likes to party and whatever. So – so I, I have no idea what led to him dying. Forget about forget about the day that he died. Okay, yeah. let's let's address the way that he lived. All right, like it might not be for you, but him not being great at football and maybe not loving football to a point where he's willing to sacrifice everything. I mean, Tom Brady doesn't eat strawberries because he wants to be better at football. Okay, <laughs> that like not having that sacrifice is not a sin. All right, it's it's no. not a, it's not the worst thing in the world. Okay, and and let's say while he was at Washington, you know, he he really loved strip clubs and, 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 and all this stuff. That that in itself is is listen, we're not the moral police here, okay? Your morals don't line up with him. All right? He's not hurting anybody. He's not he's not, you know, doing anything illegal or or, 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 or ugly. You know, if you clutch pearls, that that's because that's something that you don't agree with personally. But, yeah. but but you can't criticize him for how he lived his life. It didn't seem like he was on a bunch of drugs or, or anything like that. He just liked to party. And yeah. and if he's got the money and he's not hurting anybody, then then damn, leave him alone. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Um, he is uh, – he wanted to play at Ohio State from the time that he was like 11 years old, apparently. Yep. And the picture and of him walking around the locker room is incredible. Yeah, just incredible. It really is. It really is. So, I'll be uh, I'll be curious what they're going to end up doing. Uh, C.J. Stroud has been wearing uh, the number seven in practice, uh, so we'll see. You know what exactly goes on from there, but uh, just heartbreaking stuff. I mean, it's just absolutely tragic, and you know, uh, again, you always hate to see it, but this one. You know, it felt like he was he was kind of making some headway in Pittsburgh, uh, in the quarterback room a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, who knows? Like it, it felt like he was kind of getting getting things back together, and to have this happen, I mean, it's just he was down there in South Florida training with other Steelers players, and who how how that ended up happening, I have no idea, no idea. But uh, but you do absolutely hate to see it, and uh, you know. Thoughts and prayers with the Buckeye Nation and his family and, and all of that good stuff. Um, the Lakers, we don't talk a lot of NBA on the show, but they fired Frank Vogel. 
And this was something that, you know, we could probably see coming from a mile away. But uh, but with this, and I don't know who is calling me right now, but I'm going to send them to voicemail. Uh, so this whole Frank Vogel situation has, of course, shined another light on LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and, um, and the GM and everybody else, right? Do you think that Vogel was the biggest problem in L.A.? Because I, I no, don't. No, it's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> but it's never going to be the coach's fault. When you have a roster like that and you have guys like that, it's never going to be the coach. It's never going to be the coach. I just I don't know who they – like, it doesn't matter who they bring in. Uh, one, if you don't get all of these guys healthy for the majority of a season, it's not going to matter. But I don't think health is the biggest issue here. Uh, we have seen the teams that Russell Westbrook has played for and what they look like when he has to have the ball in his hands, which he, he does to operate. Like, that's just how he plays. I, I don't know that you are going to be able to do anything if you still got Russell Westbrook on this roster. Uh, Rob Palinka has talked. You know, LeBron obviously talked up Russ quite a bit. But Palinka, the, the GM, basically was like, look, we're going to do whatever we can to make this roster better. And he didn't rule out really anything. Um, so I, I mean, they went thirty-three and forty-nine. Like how you do that with those three guys on the roster? Uh, the only way that you do that is one, they're not healthy uh, for the majority of the time, and two, LeBron's getting old, man. Like we, <laughs> I know everybody's always amazed at the stuff that he can do, and oh, he's he was uh, the scoring champ this year, or, or one of, or, or got close to it. But regardless, like. I just don't feel like uh, – I don't think these Lakers are, are great. I don't think they're great. I'll say that. So, Well, they're not great. You know, I mean, nothing you're saying right now is new to anybody. They, they didn't win games. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, uh, it's just uh, – it's frustrating to see this because I, I thought Frank Vogel was a pretty good uh, coach. At, obviously, he is a good coach. Yeah. The record obviously did not bear it out in L.A., uh, but he did win a championship with him. You, well, I, I'm so this is this is going to sound probably more harsh than it should. Uh, you you can't be a great coach and, and coach LeBron James. You just you just can't. LeBron do what he wants to do. Yeah, he's he's going to do what's best for him every time. Yeah, you are not wrong. So so all of these other things just just don't matter. Um. I, to say the guy's uncoachable sounds really, really harsh, but he runs everything he wants to do. You know, there's there's nothing you want to do that that they're going to do. If Frank wanted to run something and LeBron didn't agree with it, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, let me go ahead and, and knock out the reads right quick. The website. WinningCuresEverything.com. It's got everything that you need to know about us over there. I will have an article up sometime on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going back through the 2021 college football season, and uh, we, we might talk about this on Thursday, but I have I have gone through and found the teams that were better than their record and the teams that were worse than their record, and there is some surprising stuff in there. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you about this, and, uh, and then we'll probably hit it on the show on Thursday. But, uh, but that ad will be up. Uh, not ad. That um, that post 
that article will be up over at winningcureseverything.com on Tuesday. Uh, the podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed anywhere that you can subscribe. That is Spotify, Apple, etc. Leave a nice five-star written review. We would certainly appreciate that. YouTube, the numbers are doing well. Please continue to subscribe over there if you have not already. And uh, jump into the comments. Make sure and like the video if you've not already. And uh, share it out. Tell your friends about it. You can always follow us on Twitter. I'm at GaryWCE. Chris is at ChrisBGiannini. And the show is at WinningCures. You can DM us. You can reply to us. You can retweet. You can do whatever. Send us whatever you want to. We may talk about it on the show. Who knows? Uh, And you can also find me over at BetUSTV.com doing a bunch of how-to sports gambling videos, a bunch of different uh, interviewees and whatnot on there. So go ahead and dive over to BetUSTV.com. Along with that, uh, went through. Our numbers are growing right now in Biloxi, Mississippi, in Gadsden, Alabama, <laughs> and uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. And, uh, and hey, you know who has jumped into the top five is Orlando, Florida. Uh, don't, know there who you go. don't know who we're talking to over there, but, uh, but we appreciate all of you guys for... Well, every trip I take to Disney World, I wear my WCE t-shirt everywhere I go. There you go. Multiple, multiple days in WCE gear. And I only had one day in WCE gear, but uh, but I did have my winning cures everything shirt, my purple one. So <laughs> so I wore my purple one out. Uh, which, by the way, you can still get those if I'm not mistaken on the website. There's a store uh, banner on there. You can click that and you can go buy your own winning cures everything shirt. So at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Let's dive into some college football talk. That's what we do best. Dabo Sweeney. And I know that you love talking about Dabo, Chris. He kind of went all in on Saturday during his press conference. Uh, He said that there needs to be a complete blow-up of college football. Let me give you some of the quotes here. He said, I think there's going to be a complete blow-up, especially in football, and there needs to be. I think eventually there will be some type of break and another division. Right now, you've got everybody in one group, and it's not feasible. Alabama has different problems than Middle Tennessee, but we're trying to make them all the same, and it's just not. I think you'll have 40 or 50 teams and a commissioner, and here are the rules. He said the current system is a mess and that it's hard to get anything accomplished as a college athletics or as college athletics continue to evolve in the new world of the transfer portal in NIL. Uh, he said there's so much bureaucracy and you can't get anything done in a real-time manner. It's frustrating. The communication is not good. The rules are outdated. Again, there have been a lot of positives when it comes to the scholarships, but you've got all these people voting on things, and it's not apples to apples. Now, he talked quite a bit about NIL, etc. He said, basically, I'm against anything that devalues education. 
He said, that's what I'm against. I'm for anything that incentivizes education. People will come after me because I've always said that I'm against the professionalism of college athletes, and I am. Kids don't know what they don't know. It's a slippery slope if you professionalize college athletics, and they've got salaries and taxes, and you can fire kids on the spot, and they've got to pay for their tuition, et cetera, et cetera. He is, he's going in on the fact that there are no rules, and there's no guidance, and there's no nothing. And I will tell you this. I don't always agree with Dabo Sweeney, and I don't even necessarily know that I agree with him here. I do appreciate that he is outspoken and is willing to tell you what he thinks. I don't think that his mindset will work in college football long-term. His his adaptability does not appear to be great. But him coming out and just laying all of this out there, I thought was uh, somewhat impressive because we don't always hear from these college coaches exactly what they think about everything. But he went all in on this. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but you know what? Uh, what are your thoughts on on Dabo just kind of laying it down? Well, first off, I'd like to know what his solution is. Then, so yeah. I, I love when people criticize problems. This is this is what we have a lot in our in our world today. By the way, everyone says your idea sucks. But great, give me your fucking idea. Oh well, you don't have one, do you? You just think mine's bad. Yeah. Well, we got an idea. And it's called the free market. We're going to let these kids make whatever they can make by whoever's going to pay them within reason. All right. We're not letting beer companies, which are legally allowed to drink. I don't know why they can't. We're not letting tobacco companies. We're not. We're going to put some morals around this thing. But we're going to let them make whatever they can make off of their name, image, and likeness, just like you have for decades as the coach. So if you would like to put some restrictions some regulations on that, I'd like to know what they are and why you want them, okay? I would like to know what scares you about this. If the idea that an 18-year-old now is going to get $40,000 and then they're going to have to pay taxes, well, goddamn, that's the world we live in, isn't it? When you make money, you got to pay taxes. Don't fight the 18-year-old or take the 40 Gs out of his pocket. Call your congressman and tell him, I don't want to pay taxes anymore. Do some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but, I see where you're going. Just, don't just take it from these kids and say, oh, well, one of them's going to get screwed up. They're going to get all this money. And you know what? They're going to piss it all away. Well, okay. All right. Were, were you not young at once? Did you not? What, what I would like to know what you did with your first million dollars that you made. All right. You live in a fucking castle in South Carolina. All right. You don't think that's pissing away your money? No one wants your damn castle. You know what I'm thinking? Uh, I'm curious if maybe what happened with DJU went, maybe made him feel this way. I think he already thought about it because he is somebody that had to kind of work his way up. I'm curious because you remember DJ Uyangalele had a bunch of different NIL offers and when he signed a deal with Dr. Pepper and he signed like all these all these other things, and he ended up making quite a bit of money, and he did not play well last year. And I wonder if if maybe he is thinking that the NIL stuff got to his head or or what may have caused that. It may have put additional stress on a college student that Dabo didn't feel needed to be there. I'm wondering if that is it. I'm wondering if it has to do, because Lane Kiffin has talked about the NIL stuff as far as recruiting goes. Uh, Dabo did say in here, basically, that he is okay with the kids using it when they get their platform, when they get to school. 
not as an inducement to sign with a school, which we all knew it's it's not supposed to be that. It's not supposed to be for recruiting inducement. But I, I see where he's coming from on some of this. Again, I don't agree with everything that he's saying. But, but I'm wondering if maybe his experience with it, because his quarterback did not go out and, and perform up to expectations after getting all that money, I wonder if maybe that's skewing it a little bit. All right, so here's the problem that I've got with that. My biggest issue is okay. your quarterback didn't handle it well, but Bryce Young seemed to handle it plenty good. So yeah. why we got to take money out of Bryce Young's mouth when your quarterback couldn't make it? So Bryce has got to go broke? Well, even even what he's talking about, uh, it still wouldn't wouldn't necessarily play into the DJ thing, right? Because DJ was already on campus, et cetera. Yeah. I, but I'm, I'm with you on that because it, – why are we going to limit it when some kids can obviously handle it and others can't? This does kind of give the NFL an idea of who can perform under pressure when they are professionals and who can't. Because we have seen yeah. that wreck players going into the league numerous times, right? I think just about Trent Richardson, screws, Ryan Lee. Just because it screws somebody up doesn't mean it's bad for everybody. Those people... It just didn't work for. Them. They couldn't handle that pressure. They couldn't handle that stress. Okay, but 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 that's just a nobody's making good arguments for why this is bad, and all the arguments people are making all stem from. And and, and let me tell you what I see. Okay, and you know me. I'm, I'm a I, I'm not a level-headed guy. I'm, I'm a very passionate guy, and I get extreme one way or the other. But I see a lot of a lot of old white guys that are really upset that a bunch of young black guys are about to make a lot of money. And they're really upset that they might do some dumb shit with that money. And and I think, who cares? Why are you worried about it? Listen, what 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 is how does this offend your sensibilities? How are you so delicate? I've never understood the people that worry about what other people do with their money, right? No, no. I, I didn't get that gene of being jealous. I really didn't growing up. I, it, it's just, look, I've got, a, I've got a, a million flaws that are my own. But jealousy capture ain't one of them, man. I, 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 it's like that little saying that we teach our kids all the time. It's, if you only look at somebody else's plate to make sure they have enough. But, like, you don't, like, don't look at somebody else and say, well, they got more than me and get all mad and pissed off. I don't care. I don't care what they have. And I really don't care what they do with it. You yeah. know, like, like I see the people in the, our, our society, you're, you know, your Bezos or whatever. And he's, he's buying yachts so big, they got to take, you know, you know, bridges down. And there are people that are offended by it. Like, like, okay. I could think that guy's a prick, but also understand that I don't give a shit. Like that's not going to change my day. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like I refuse to let what somebody else has upset me you know now you go out and you work and you do your best to get uh what you can to make sure that you take care of the people that depend on you like i think that's all, the biggest all thing. i want is the people who are against this stuff to give me an argument let's let's show up at the table with our ideas okay i have my idea which is let the kid do whatever the hell we would let anyone else do in this situation okay if he didn't play football and he cured cancer w- would we say that he he can't profit from that, okay? Now, I know that he didn't cure cancer. He just won national titles. But when you cure cancer, you generate trillions of dollars for some company. He should get a piece of that. Well, they generate billions of dollars for all of these companies. 
I think these kids should get a piece of that. Yeah. I mean, you could talk about it from something a little less uh, uh, big, right? Like, let's talk Taylor Swift, right? This is, and I forget who used this example, but if Taylor Swift were required to uh, stay in Vanderbilt Choir for three years before she could be paid, I mean, how ridiculous is that? She releases a hit record and can't do anything with it? Like, what are we talking about? So I, I, yeah. I see where you're coming from. This uh, this kind of ties into this. There was another story that came out, I believe, on Monday morning. And this was uh, basically two Texas University leaders that are proposing that the state's programs break away from the NCAA and form their own athletics association. Uh, it is West Texas A&M's president and AD that are touting the potential move here. Uh, it's a big article on footballscoop.com. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, they they have more than forty FCS, Division two, and Division three programs that these two guys think would be better served if they broke away from the NCAA and formed their own statewide alliance. Uh, the the quotes on this said a strong Texas Athletic Association might provide positive leadership rather than reactive responses in intercollegiate athletics, while driving a more significant economic impact to host communities and states alike. Uh, basically. What they're talking about. I mean, there's 29 million people uh, and 268,000 square miles of land in the state of Texas. Uh, aside from the ones that are FBS, you know, your Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas, Texas A&M, etc. Aside from the FBS schools, there is over 40 in FCS, D2, and D3 I, this kind of ties back into the realignment stuff that you and I were talking about, where if you're not the biggest of the big boys, if you're not making a ton of money, wouldn't it make more sense for these conferences to become way more regionalized and and not spend all the money to be flying over to Boise, Idaho, and wherever else all the time, right? Like, you kind of agree with this? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, look, anything to take away from the NCAA, I, I, I think they're a terrorist organization. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you and I both know that I, the NCAA will not will not still be in its current form within a, a year and a half or two years. Like, they are going to do something different. And, and what Dabo was talking about just a little bit ago about college football blowing up and probably having 40 or 50 big-time programs that are in their own division – I believe that's going to happen. Like, it will happen eventually. Now, yeah, how long that takes, who knows. But uh, but when that does happen, why on earth would these other ones not just drop out? Why would they keep the NCAA around when they can create their own thing, go by their own rules, and keep everything kind of in-house, make it easier to travel, right? Like, it, this this all makes well, sense. Well, it's also, why, why are we giving a cut to these people? What yeah. do they do? That's all I have. That's the, 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 the biggest question that I would ask if I was the NCAA or, or the, 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 the schools that are around the NCAA right now is this. What does the NCAA do for you for the money that they charge you? Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, the, the only thing anybody really points at is the tournaments, right? Like, your, your NCAA men's basketball tournament, the women's tournament, uh, schools get points off that. You make money off of the TV contract, whatever. But, I mean, if you're doing it in-state or even just in a smaller conference, you can do that with your own conference tournament. Everybody goes to the well, open market sells their own stuff. Hang on. 
We we all everybody who knows how to look at this stuff and evaluate it from a cost perspective would say that the NCAA signed one of the worst contracts with Turner that's ever been signed in the history of sports. Yeah. So if this is what you do, if this is what you're supposed to do for us, and you're this bad at it, then why should we let you do anything for us? Yes. Yes. I'm with you. I'm 100% so if that's so if that's, so if that's what they do, then, then we got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. I, I'm curious to see what else will come from this because, again, it's only the president and the AD at West Texas A&M. But we'll see if other people get on board with this. You know, it, it, it'll take a little while for it to actually happen. you got to have some contracts run out or you got to buy them out one way or the other. But it would not surprise me to see more of this going on, to see other states and other regions kind of doing the same thing uh, because people don't feel like they are getting uh, from the NCAA and, and from the current setup what they could be getting just doing it on their own. And I, I do not disagree with them. Uh, moving no, on. From I mean, there. This is, but this is, but hang on. That kind of thing, Gary, is happening in every field, in, yeah. in every business, in every industry. I mean, look at marketing. Look at media. You know, we oh, yeah. we are little. You're nobody. But like, there are people that are somebody that are leaving huge networks to go work for themselves. Yeah. Because why? Because I'm the talent. Why would I give a network any cut of this? Hey, you are not wrong. And you that's a valid wrong. question that needs to be asked. These schools need to be asking, why are we giving the NCAA any cut of this? And right now, the only the only reason is because of bribery, just because of lobby. That's oh, yeah. It. Well, I mean, look, look at because Dan Levitard. with the people that run the NCAA. Yeah, look at Dan Levitard, look at Pat McAfee, all the, you know, guys that are leaving lucrative deals elsewhere and just doing their own thing and making buckets of cash because they yeah. have built audiences. In Texas, you know you got an audience. So why would you share that audience with uh, with Oklahoma or with Arizona or with, you know, whatever state? Uh, it's it's curious, right? So uh, on the other side of NIL, we do have uh, some, some interesting news from a player perspective. Sean Clifford, the Penn State quarterback, is starting his own agency. He is launching Limitless NIL, and this dude has already signed seven athletes, and he's got five employees already. Uh, the The story here from Pete Thamel says he's launching his agency this week to represent college athletes and help them maximize their opportunities under the NCAA's new NIL legislation. Clifford is 23, entering his sixth year at Penn State, his fourth year as the Nittany Lions starting quarterback, and he has already assembled a team of five employees, which is the first agency founded by a student athlete to help others with NIL. So at, at least the one that has gotten off the ground. So uh, it's seven college athletes from three different colleges. Uh, he filed the paperwork. Everything is good to go. Um, he said, it's the agency that I was looking for that I couldn't find. It's for the players, by the players. I wanted to do something to leave even more of a legacy than just on the field. And I thought this was kind of the way that I wanted to go. I think it's genius. Like it's, it, it's absolutely genius. Uh, the players that have signed with him, by, by the way, uh, Penn State star safety uh, Jair Brown from Penn State, uh, and then Penn State women's basketball player Anna Camden, Kentucky tight end Brendan Bates. Uh, he's, he's got some dudes. So, I mean, there's he's got a custom pizza at Snap Custom Pizza in uh, State College. Uh, he's got, I mean, just all kind of stuff that he's already setting up. And 
I'm, I'm curious if we're not going to see more of this. Like, this is the kind of thing that you want to see, right? Yeah. Like, they, they did it on talent yeah. representation, brand and content creation, and financial literacy. So he said yeah. uh, they've got but, access to financial advisors. Um, and this is, this is cool. I love this. Well, it's, it's funny because those same coaches that were just saying, these kids, they can't be trusted. You know, we're going to give them all this money, and they're going to do dumb shit with it. And, 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 and how dare we trust them with this much money? This guy, this guy is, is able to take his resources, take the money that he's been given, and start a business with it, and seems to be doing well enough to where other people trust him with, with their business. And, and it just, we, we underestimate what young people are capable of. God, I feel like an old son of a bitch saying that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, like, but, I, but I am. And I remember when I was that age. And, and I did some dumb things, but I also remember being underestimated by every person that I ever wanted to give me a chance. Yeah. And I think that's why I go so hard after the NCAA and so hard after these people that, that I'm just so against it is because when I was younger, I had opportunity and all I needed was somebody to allow me to do it. it, it I wouldn't say I had opportunity. I had the ability to do some things. But just didn't and have there the were opportunities. People, yeah. There were people standing in my way, gatekeepers standing in my way. And it really bothered me. And today, I'm almost 40, and it bothers me. It uh, really bothers me. I don't like people standing in the way of other people without a logical reason. I need, I need a reason why you're putting a gate up around these kids. I need a, yeah. I need a reason. Uh, Clifford did say all the athletes that sign with us get private wealth management the same way that a multimillionaire would, even if they have nothing in their bank account. He said, so it's a really cool financial education. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that really you and I have been harping on since we started this show is teaching these kids what to do with the money when they get it. And nobody seems to want to do that or have any interest in doing it. And and the kids have kind of taken it into their own hands and say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to figure this out. And once I figure it out, I'm going to go help out as many other people as I can. I love it. I absolutely well, love it. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, a, the difference is, is I'm not afraid of people making mistakes with their money. Like, you know, what, yeah. what's the worst thing that can happen if, if a kid makes a couple hundred grand in college and then pisses it all away? I mean, I mean, seriously, what's the worst thing that can happen? They're they just have to where go they make started. Money. Yeah. They, I mean, they were broke and now they're broke again. It's uh, it's all the same like, stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's anything that we can't undo. Yeah. Yeah. I am with you. Uh, real quick, spring game roundup. Did you watch any of the spring football on Saturday? No, or? not watch the spring football. <laughs> not watch the spring football, Gary. I didn't figure you did. Uh, quick notes: Nebraska drew fifty-four thousand. Uh, it looks like Casey Thompson is set to be their QB1. Nebraska has not had a winning season since 2016 and yet still drew 54,000. Uh, Chubba Purdy played most of the snaps at quarterback, but I think Casey Thompson is still kind of slated to be the guy. Florida State, uh, they drew 30,000. It's pretty nice considering they haven't had a winning season since uh, 2016, I believe, same as Nebraska. Uh, but they, what I noticed from watching them yesterday, because uh, I went back on the DVR and had to, had to check it out, they still don't have the horses that, that Norville is used to. Like, his offense is completely different down there uh, than what he ran at Memphis. So, we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. And then Auburn. 
Auburn is going to run the absolute wheels off of Tank Bixby. Uh, I just <laughs> – they were throwing him the ball. They were handing him the ball. They were doing any anything they could to get him the football. Uh, he is the guy for Auburn. Uh, I don't know what they're going to look like in the fall, but in the spring game, they just ran him into the ground, it looked like. So I'm I'm expecting a lot. Uh, from from Tank Bixby this year, as far as numbers go, he'll he'll be doing his thing. Uh, to wrap up, did you see Lane Kiffin's tweets over the weekend? Well, yeah, I shared it with you and the boys. That's okay. So the prom pictures, we we got to figure out. Like, so he did take the one with the girls, and that's the one that obviously made the rounds. He was talking about happy prom neighborhood. And I'm assuming that it is all of the neighborhood kids that live around him and whatnot. They get they all came over to take a picture at Coach Kiffin's house uh, next to the pool. But doing the one with all of the girls and then doing one with all of the guys, what do you think is going on there? Like, why why split them up, one? Uh, and two, why why are we... Do you think the kids requested this? Or do you think Kiffin requested this? Wait, You're asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. Okay, enlighten me. I would love to know because I, I could not figure why this out. Why is he in the picture? But yeah, yeah. Why is he in the? That's what okay, I'm saying. So you're going. So you're going to his. No, you're going to his house. That's fine. You want to take a picture in front of his pool? That's fine. Wait, did you they know? do prom I've, at I've, his house? I have no idea. I'm telling you, they went to, his house to take pictures, and he was in the pictures. I've, I've I've been around a lot of a lot of weird things in my life. I've never once listen. I went to three different proms, pretty much. All right, I know you look at this face and think no chance, but you know, <laughs> you know, I got listen. I got skills, okay. Um, I never once took a single picture with a single parent at all. Not even my date parents. No, I understand that it is normal. Most couples take pictures on dad and people. That's normal and that's fine, and there's nothing wrong with that. For everyone in the neighborhood to be taking pictures with Lane, it's that's it's weird. weird. Yeah, it's weird because none of those are his kids. Like it's it, uh, none it, of those are his kids. It's 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 Oxford High School prom, and unless they took the picture at his house because the prom was at his house, which would really be weird. No. I, 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 I just, I, I couldn't figure it out. No, I don't, hang on, I'm okay. <laughs> Chris's call failed right when he was getting into the good stuff. That is interesting. Um, here, we'll try and call him back. We'll see if we can get him in. But, uh. Thanks for calling Chris. Sorry, nope. I couldn't get to my phone. Either, either his phone died or I don't know what. But either way, it was, it was strange. It was certainly weird. Uh, Chris, if we got you back. Oh, uh, he didn't come through. Hold on, hold on. Uh, let's see. All right, we got you on the roadcaster now. Yeah, I got you. I don't know. Okay. Oh, sorry. I don't know. It said call. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> All right, so so into Lane Kiffin, we're we're wrapping this thing up. But uh, but yeah, it's. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand why you're taking pictures of kids, like with all of the kids. Yeah. I, so I I have a friend of mine who's pretty well off in the Cleveland area, and like. I know that, um, like, he hosted prom, like, you know, while his kids, like, did it or whatever, because he's got a beautiful little estate area. And and that was the thing that they did. That's great. 
he didn't gather everybody around him and take pictures with them. That's, That's I, weird. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why. And I mean, it's now, all over I, the place. But nobody has. Now figured I think out I know story. why he did it. I, I think he did it as a goof. Like I think he knows how this looks. Oh yeah. And I, I think he did it strictly just to be silly. I'm just I'm just curious how he got everybody to to get in on it, right? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Hey, everybody, get around and and and, and let's take a picture. It's nothing hard. I yeah, I, I'm with you. I just I'm I don't know. I'm I'm looking at it. Uh, it it's it's really it's. I'm I, what I'm trying to figure out. The problem has got to be close to his house because one I don't think everybody's going to drive over to Coach Kiffin's house to go and take a picture for a goof right no no so this has got to be they went to his house to do like a shoot yeah I mean that's that's got to be it and this was just a oh, so weird but him being in the pictures is not I don't know okay. <laughs> me and you are we're confused by two different things well no I think we're I think we're confused by a lot of different things like I, I'm with you, like on on him being in the picture, right? It's weird. Uh, it's it's also weird that the picture even exists. Like, why? What is what is his relationship to this Oxford High School prom? Like, have you ever seen other like any other college head coach deal with the prom that's that's at the high school where their school nope. is located? I, I mean, I do think that his kids might go there. Like there's a chance. Like he's got high school kids, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think Knox is, but but they're living uh, with Layla or or whatever her name is over in California. Like, he doesn't have his kids full time. So it's it. I mean, it's weird. I, mean, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I love it though. I, love I do think I do think it's weird. I do think it's weird. That's, That's true. The joke that I put out there, and, and I, I, I'm saying this as I, I, I'm almost 100% positive would bet anything is a joke, okay? But uh, my joke was uh, the line, they were all my daughter's friends, I promise, it's going to hold us in court. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Uh, let's, uh, is there anything else that you feel like we need to hit on? <laughs> No. All right, let's go on. No, we've, this thing. we've exhausted the amount of <laughs> things necessary for today. I think you're right. All right, I'll, I'm gonna let you go and I'm gonna wrap it up. Bye. <laughs> Later. <laughs> All right. So that is gonna wrap up winning cures everything for today. Again, episode nine fifty one uh, on Monday, April the eleventh. Not too shabby. We are continuing on doing the damn thing. You guys have been fantastic. Again, go to the website, go to the podcast, go to YouTube, etc. Make sure that you are subscribed where you need to be subscribed. And if you need anything, you can always reach out to us on Twitter as well. With that said, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.